the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Reaching for the microphone, and yes, here we are. Randy Corcoran not in tonight. Our prayers are with that young man, and they have been since the loss of loss of his soulmate, loss of his wife. And so it's good friend of Randy Corcoran, pinch-hitting, showing up to carry the torch. I am honored to be in here as Randy filled in for me off and on. He and Jeff Hunt for about four months when, for family reasons, I was taking a little time out of pocket, out of the studio. And now uh, and now here we are. And we're just going to keep the prayers flowing for Randy. And we need his voice back in here as soon as feels right to Randy. It's a very, very important time out there. And if you've been watching the news, you've been probably having all kinds of whiplash with this Russian coup, or was it not a coup, or what even was that? Things got kind of dicey looking in Russia, or did they, or what on earth was happening? It was wall to wall in the media and in the news. And I'm going to hear host Matt Dunn try to explain as much as I can, as much as I've been able to understand about the events there, and it's late breaking, of course, it kind of all got rolling yesterday, yesterday, sort of late at night, our time, and I started digging and looking into it, and I couldn't find good information, I thought, I saw saw a lot of rah-rah cheerleading from the neocons, yeah, there's a big coup, a big coup in Russia, oh my gosh, Putin's going down, Putin is finished, and my gut reaction was, no, I... I don't think so. And the people that were saying that stuff have like a very poor track record on everything foreign policy going back to the Iraq war, shall we say. And looks like it's fizzling and looks like the neoconservatives are just, uh, they're, they're lamenting at this point in time. But let's explain that. Let's look into that. It was, uh, it was very interesting. And what does it mean for Russia, about Russia, about the scenario in Ukraine? Let's talk about that. And by the way, the phone number, 303-696-1971. Got a whole bunch on the plate. We'll be unfurling and gradually, incrementally getting to all of the fireworks here this evening. But yeah, Matt Dunn, I normally host Backbone Radio on Sundays from 4 to 7 p.m., Here we are at 5 to 8 p.m. for the Randy Corcoran program. And I kind of like having that one little bit later hour. It's kind of a nice time slot here on Saturday. We used to have that same time slot over on Backbone Radio Sunday, but we moved it up an hour, and that allows the Bloyer brothers to come in right after me on Sundays and just regale everybody with their good humor, with their principle, and they talk a lot about, yeah, sports and manhood and great stuff like that. But again, 303-696-1971. I spent all morning at a swim meet, and it's like summer. 
Have people noticed that it appears to be summer finally after the the wettest May, the wettest June, as this Colorado native can remember? And I'm sitting around looking at the sky thinking, we might not get our rain today. Where's our rain? Kind of getting used to that. And I feel a little unfulfilled without getting the rain. Today we didn't have any yesterday. But the day before, boy, that was a good one. That was a real real significant storm, and people probably saw the, the tornado in Highlands Ranch. I was listening to Stephen Tubbs covering that action. Highlands Ranch, a southwest suburb, south suburb of Denver metro area, and it was, I know that territory very well, shall we say, and it caused quite a bit of damage. I have a lot of friends that live out there. They were showing me their phones and talking about their stories of hanging out in the basement of their homes. And some friends had uh, some tr- a tree kind of fall on their house, did not break all the way through. There's going to be quite a bit of damage. I know one elementary school lost portions of its roof. But I'll just narrate. One friend of mine driving down C-470 ended up coming right up on the tornado. And by gosh, she... um. She decided she would not keep driving straight into the tornado. They turned around, and they pulled off at Lucent Boulevard and headed into the UC Health Hospital over there. And tell you what, uh, thought she would take shelter there. And walking in, apparently the winds got over 100 to 115 miles an hour, and it actually kind of blew her over, and she managed to injure her toe. And so there at the hospital, she headed to the ER to get her toe worked on in full recovery and all that, minor, minor injury. and But, boy, that was, uh, we don't get that many tornadoes around here, but when we do, they are attention-getting. And kudos to Stefan Tubbs for his great coverage, his weekday program right here at 710 KNUS. And, boy, that water was flowing. A bunch of roads were closed around Denver Metro. High water levels. You know, the Highline Canal, I've never seen it so high. They're not allowing water to flow through the Highline Canal these days, but they don't flow it out of Chatfield. Some kind of a water water fight ensued over that. But we don't seem to be needing much of that this year because that, boy, we've had more more than we can almost even handle. But I I like it, and I think I speak for a lot of folks here in Denver who are kind of enjoying not having had to have turn their sprinkler systems on, right? This year, those of us who have yards, those of us who have green grass, they're very green. Enjoy the green grass while it, while it lasts, ladies and gentlemen, because how much longer will it stay green? <laughs> I, I don't know how much longer we could have it all turn off, and we're going to be back to the brown grass unless you, unless you crank those sprinklers according to whatever the uh, legal limits are. Legal limits are, yeah. So, uh, okay, Ranch ranch NATO, is that what they're calling the uh, uh, Ranch NATO? Okay, yeah, and uh, I know that, there, yeah, there are some some very close people to us, some close listeners to this station who um, just had a photo sent in of a fence that has fallen over on a, on a house out there, a Highlands Ranch way. Don't know if we should be using names here, but boy, I'm just glad it was not worse. I'm glad that there were no, were no fatalities, and 
I know. You, you, you see the... I think some of these trees were falling over in Highlands Ranch because we've had so much precipitation lately, so much rain lately, that the soil around these trees was kind of softened up from all these weeks and weeks of rain. And boy, there's just one tree after another laying sideways out in Highlands Ranch. And yeah, looking at this picture of a fence next to a very nice, uh, nice home. And they're calling it Ranch NATO. Yeah. And another text to the studio, your garden should be taking off. I'll tell you what, I haven't really had to water my garden. And, uh, yeah, we're growing all the, the squash, the pumpkins, and Great American Eric. We don't have any turnips this year. It's, a, it's one of those things where we took a year off of turnips because the kids kind of requested that, no turnips. We said, oh, okay. But it's a superfood, kids. It's a superfood. You're supposed to like it. No turnips. You ever notice that? You reason with your kids. You make these arguments about good health, good nutrition, and you pretty much don't get anywhere. <laughs> you get nowhere. Maybe you even go backwards when you make these arguments. But kudos to those little kids. Uh, you know, I, I just remember when we started them on the swim team, they were afraid to jump in the water, and the water was too cold, and there was a lot of whining. There was a lot of complaining. You know, it was... It was not easy. That's a tough sport, especially when you're four and you're starting your swim team career. But now, I'll tell you what, we've had some of these cold swim meets, freezing cold out there, and they just get in and they do their thing. And yeah, they turn blue in the water. They get out, you give them a towel, and they're like, <laughs> somehow they just do it. And yeah, their lips are quivering, their jaws are shaking, full body chills, but they don't seem to complain as much. You know, I guess you've been doing it a while. Does that give a little credit to parents for, you know, bringing a little discipline and stick to itiveness and, uh, yeah, just keeping on after it? But at any rate, uh, I've been I've been making a point of talking a bit about Ron DeSantis lately. And we've got more to go through on Ron DeSantis, who is who is somebody who I thought would be doing better, who is somebody I thought might have some potential to be sort of uh, getting some support across the Republican Party. And he's somebody who maybe, I thought, had a lot of the right views on America, on the world, on foreign policy, on domestic policy. And I just have to say, I am incredibly disappointed in Ron DeSantis he is, he, he, I, I, he, when you start looking into Ron DeSantis, as obviously the poll data is showing that he's just dropping like a stone, he's going essentially down the drain. He's kind of, frankly, you got to say he's swirling the bowl, is the Ron DeSantis campaign. It's just one of the worst campaigns I have ever seen. But the candidate at the top of that campaign, which in my view, as I've kind of discovered, is a device a device engineered by the ruling class, by the RNC, to try to divide the Republican Party, but it's just falling flat. It's just not working. DeSantis comes out and uh, tells a group of donors in California that, no, he's, he's not in favor of tariffs, not in favor of tariffs on China. He just, uh, boy, boy, I'll, I'll be going through some of those details about DeSantis is not who we thought he was on trade, not who we thought he was on foreign policy. Look at his Ukraine flipping and flopping and retreating to the big warmonger donors who own the man, unfortunately. So uh, we'll, we'll do a bit of that. And it's amazing that 
No candidate has had more promotion of their wares on Fox News. Fox News has promoted Ron DeSantis to the hilt. It's no big secret that the Murdoch family, the same ones who fired Tucker Carlson and who won't let Trump grace their airwaves, unless they, you know, they get some hostile person like Brett Baer to interview Trump, right? But uh, the Murdochs really seem to want DeSantis to be the, to be the guy, to be the guy. And um, they're just marveling, the big donors, the big, big private equity and all the rest of them, globalist, GOP, open borders, free trade, Klaus Schwab donors have been throwing money at DeSantis. Fox has been giving him airtime galore, constant airtime. And he can't, he can't even move the needle except downhill, except backwards. And I think that is for good reasons, okay? And I'll go into some of those reasons and some of the latest of disappointments from DeSantis as this week has gone by, okay? And I think the GOP primary, that's where the biggest action is, the biggest news is, really, in American politics. And, of course, we have Durham. Durham came out and testified before Congress, and I have to admit, I was expecting a lot more of Durham. He did prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Russian collusion hoax was a 100% hoax. The Steele dossier, there was never any evidence corroborating any substantive element of the Steele dossier. I just wonder, does Rachel Maddow know that? Does Maddow know that? All her Russia, Russia, years of Russia, Russia, and none of it was true. All of it was a fake and a fraud and a hoax, a scheme, another one from the ruling class to try to Make up dirt on Trump to get some kind of fake manufactured leverage over him. Yeah, but Durham did not go for it on the prosecutions. He didn't subpoena people, the people he should have. And uh, so he, he was a laydown. He was a laydown. And boy, we thought, we thought there was maybe going to be more all these years. But it was about uh, two years ago I realized that that wasn't going to be going anywhere. It's very disappointing and A.G. Barr has a lot of explaining to do about, yeah, the, the Durham sort of head fake, but also Hunter and Joe Biden. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be talking about that. that uh, it's getting tough for Joe Biden. Getting a little tough for him and that apparently there's a text message that comes out that Hunter Biden had sent in which he says, hey, I'm sitting here with my father, sent it to the Chinese, and he wants... The Chinese to send a couple of checks of $5.1 million each to the Biden family. He says, hey, I'm sitting here right next to my dad, and we're just wondering why you guys aren't following through on your deal. Yeah, we, uh, we need you guys to follow through on your deal. Send them money. <laughs> and, yeah, A.G. Barr sat on that. All this information, the FBI sat on all that, squelched all that. They come out and they nail Hunter Biden on some sort of slap on the wrist tax violation but hey you know if you're if you're Wesley Snipes if you're Kodak Black if you're a African American actor or singer performer rapper boy you go to jail for that kind of stuff right but if you are the son of Joe Biden oh you get slapped on the wrist and the New York Times is out there saying oh this is really so sad about Hunter Biden cuz it just tells you about how sad it is to see somebody who's got this addiction problem. He's addicted to all this stuff. He's addicted to all the wrong things. And look at the things that he did. And he got his dad in trouble. And, oh, it's a sad story. Oh, 
that's how the media, that's how the New York Times, Nicholas Kristof, actually covers this Hunter Biden scenario, which, of course, is a big distraction, a big distraction from, yeah, the, the gravity of the scenario with the Bidens. And I'll just my my take on Joe Biden is, is that he wants to run. He's running for the presidency again. The deep state, the uniparty, the powers behind the throne said, no, Joe, don't run. He said, I'm going to run anyway. And now the deep state uniparty is going to have to do stuff like this to get Joe Biden uh, to reconsider his his intentions on running. And from the moment I saw that Joe Biden announced he was going to run, my prediction was is that Joe Biden is not going to be the Democrat nominee and just watch what they start throwing at him. And so they're doing it. But one thing to think about, if they start actually New York Times even exposing these direct bribes to Hunter Biden and and Hunter Biden's dad is sitting right there, um, is it going to be a little challenging for some of the other uniparty members who have taken their bribes too to keep those bribes hidden from the light of day? Could this get a little messy for some of the uniparty people? Could it? And, of course, we know what uniparty means, and that means rhinos, Democrats. Most of the Republicans are part of the swamp, part of part of the ruling class, the political class. And um, I will be doing a good solid segment on where I am with the Republican Party right now. Yeah, lifelong Republican. <laughs> but you begin to realize what the Republican Party actually is, and it's a ruling class device to keep us sitting on the couch. Think about that a little bit, and I'll explain more what I mean. Yeah, the Washington Generals is what they are. And we're uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. That's your ruling class. Oh, yeah, we'll get to RFK Jr. as well. That's going to be a thing for the Democrats. Oh, yeah, get ready for that to happen. At any rate, I'm getting, I'm getting, I guess we take breaks right around now, don't we? Okay, and it's Blake in here. I, I see Blake on Sunday. It's cool to see him on Saturday. Got a bunch of great audio up and a whole bunch of... I think you'll find fascinating topics along the way. Love to have your thoughts. Phone's already ringing, and I'll go to the phone action. When we come back from this break again, Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran this evening. The phone number, 303-696-1971. There we go. Coming back with George Strait, King George. And do you know, Blake, back there where George Strait is tonight? Where's he at? He is in Denver, Colorado. George Strait playing tonight with Chris Stapleton. Talking to a friend of mine out there at the swim meet. She was heading over after the meet to see George Strait, Chris Stapleton. Oh, man. I thought I'd throw in some Strait Stapleton tunes here this evening, and I just I love those two singers, those two musicians, and... I never have been able to see George Strait in concert. It's really bothering me. It's bothering me. I never... And every time Strait comes to town, I've got some something that keeps me away from attending the event. It's very distressing. It's a very hard life I lead. It's a very hard life. There is tremendous amount of suffering in my existence, not having seen George Strait. And he keeps doing these tours. It's like the cowboy rides away. It's like his farewell tour. He's never going to tour again. And then, darn it, they talk him into touring again. And just when I think, you know, okay, I've missed it forever, then he comes out and 
does another tour, does George Strait. And Stapleton's really good, too, by the way. That guy's a chart topper. Uh, play a lot of his tunes and straight tunes at Backbone Radio. We're known for playing a little twang, and I hear Jimmy Sengenberger likes to think he has the best bumper music known to man. Is that what he says? And I think, well, Jimmy, apparently, apparently you're not listening to Backbone Radio enough because it might, it might just change your opinion. It definitely would change your opinion, Jimmy. My good friend Jimmy Sengenberger, we go back and forth on who has the greatest bumper music in the history of the world, and we all know the answer to that one, do we not? We all we all know. Yes, and before we get into Russia and RFK Jr. and Hunter and Biden and A.G. Garland and all his corruption and the rest of the stuff, let's start saying some hellos to individuals and we got Jim and Littleton, and Jim, thank you for dropping in this evening, and any thoughts you're having tonight? Well, good evening, Matt. Um, listen, I just, uh, first of all, it's been a while since I've listened to you, but last time I heard your your wife was suffering with a cancer. How is she yeah, doing? Yeah, we have, a, we're making some progress there, making some progress, but uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, we're kind of just in a limbo phase, and we'll know more as, as time goes on, but thank you, Jim. Um, I'll just mention one thing. When, it, when If she goes through treatment, there's a program called Intermittent Angel, and it's cancer survivors of the cancer the per- person has with talking to the person going through it. I really re- recommend that program. I went through it, and it actually was saving grace. For you me. went through it yourself. Okay, Jim, and sounds yes. like you've come through the other side. Well done, yes. sir. Well yes. done. Yes. Um, let me ask you this question. Yes, um, sir. I voted for Trump. I'm not. I'm not a Republican, but um, okay. I kind. I kind of feel this way about it. You know, there's two phrases that that I think uh, hold true with Trump. They are basically self-inflicted wounds, and don't poke the bear. And I think this guy just seems to fall into both of those phrases all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand if he's such a smart guy. It seems like, and it is my understanding. Most of the witnesses that are coming forward now are people that work for him or his attorneys. And I can say, I would hope, Matt, you could say that, or his friends. Do you think if you were in that same situation, would your friends be turning on you? Would your, You would hope not. I, can think of, well, I can't think of many of my friends that would you. be justifying against me. Well, and if yet, we could... Uh, it seems to if be we the could... problem with him. Okay, but if we could just get a little specific, I just think it sometimes helps to be specific. Can you can you think of a self-inflicted wound you're saying is one of Trump's uh, Trump's uh, drawbacks? That, that can, yeah, can you think of one yeah, specifically? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can tell you right away. He has an interview with Brett Bear. He actually came up and he basically admitted he had these documents and he knew that these were classified documents. And uh, his excuse was lame. He didn't have time. I mean, well, the fact now, the just a minute, and, and, but, no, real, but real quick, Jim, the Presidential Records Act says that the president is allowed to have classified documents, and if the president has them, then, uh, then they're considered declassified, which is why Bill Clinton, with his classified documents in his sock drawer, did, mm-hmm. there was never any, any prosecution on that. But um, Listen, but we don't need to get into the Presidential Records Act right now. But can you can you the, the Brett Bear interview? Yeah, 
you know, it's it's just I, him going on with Brett Bear and uh, Brett Bear, obviously incredibly antagonistic, and that's you know that's mm-hmm. that's the Murdoch's guy, right? But he's you know well, it, it's not necessarily helping him, but it's it's him getting the word out. And after the indictments, I mean, he's risen in the polls. He's he's mopping the floor I, I mean, with Biden I, I mean, and all the GOP primary people. But you know, let, let me let me let me ask you this. I mean, in, in most attorneys, and I would bet his attorneys probably told him that is not a good idea to do. So is is he not listening to people that have his back, or does he think he's smarter than everyone else? Well. Would you rather have the guy who is scripted and does everything that consultants tell him to do and somehow think that that's going to get us through? Like if we're, if we're nicer and we do what the consultants say, then somehow we're going to win. Does that make sense? Here's one thing I might just gently suggest to you, Jim, is that when you think that uh, you know, Trump has done a self-inflicted wound or that Trump's friends are turning on him or things like that, um, you might need to just understand the swamp a little bit better and their ability to make it seem like Trump is doing the self-inflicted wounds or that people are turning on Trump, like A.G. Barr turning on Trump. A.G. Barr, the attorney general, to get him through to become A.G., he has to get approved advice and consent of the Senate. And the Senate, Mitch McConnell, rhino extraordinaire, is not going to let anybody through there who is not pure blood establishment rhino type person. Do you think that that would make sense? And the same thing with, like, Christopher Ray at the FBI. They're not going to let an FBI director get through who is not 100% ready from moment one to stab Trump in the back. We've learned that about A.G. Barr. And it is interesting that a lot of these folks that have been the biggest backstabbers of Trump are the ones who are supporting DeSantis now. And so well, if DeSantis has a big collection of backstabbers in his corral, um, those are the people that supposedly we don't like because they've stabbed Trump in the back. That's not a great argument for DeSantis, do you think? I agree with you. You know what? I If he's having these type of people uh, in his staff, it's not a good reflection of him. Um, but, but, I'm, but, I'm, you know, at this moment, you know, the field is open, and you keep on try, uh, going on DeSantis, but there's so many other people that I think are will be going down the pike, will be bigger threats to Trump. But let me ask you this. Will your, will your opinion change of Trump if at the last hour – Part of the plea agreement uh, for Trump uh, is that he decides um, he something with the Justice Department where he decides if he doesn't run, they will waive all these client, these all these these things against him. Does right. your opinion change then? Well, I don't see where he has done anything wrong, and you're seeing a lot of establishment Republican voices use similar language by saying, "Well." What they should do, and even Rachel, you just said what Rachel Maddow said. Rachel Maddow said that you know maybe what they should do is cut a deal. If Trump will agree not to run, if uh, and then Biden will agree not to charge him with all this stuff. But the thing is, I don't understand why Jim, you're giving so much credit to the corrupt DOJ. You're, you're, you're giving them the I, benefit I, I, of I, the I, doubt, I, I, and you're thinking that this DOJ, in which you know the Stalinist Maoist exercise and Joe Biden having his political opponent arrested who's beating Joe Biden in the polls and you're giving the DOJ the benefit of the doubt after all these years six seven years of swamp evidence showing that the DOJ is corrupt to the max needs to be dismantled and burned to the ground along with the FBI and basically every other three-letter agency that that is that is in existence but yet you're still 
you're still giving them the benefit of the doubt. You're, you're still thinking that, yeah, okay, Trump must have done something wrong. What if, what if the president and the DOJ are Stalinist, Maoist, fascists, flagrantly trying to arrest and imprison their, the political opponent they have who is going to beat them if the present day polling holds where it is? Um, you know what, my friend is, I, I agree with you. I, he has exposed how corrupt our Justice Department is, how corrupt the FBI is. It is anyone, anyone with uh, double-digit IQ cannot say we, ha- we do not have an uh, impartial justice system. I believe that if you're not on the right political persuasion, you will go to jail for something that every, every liberal Democrat can walk. Uh, that's not our. That's so you not don't think that uh, you know the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal? You don't think that that's necessarily oh, okay. the DOJ proving itself oh, to they, be a guardian of justice and the rule of law, and no one's above the law, like they like to talk about? If that was you or that was me, they we would be spending decades behind jail for uh, millions of dollars of tax fraud, which is what I understand he did. Yep. And yet he, he's not going to spend any time in jail. No, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I have no trust in our government at all. I think it is actually, I, I consider what our government is more against me than for me. And that's a Agreed. bad situation to say. Totally agree with you. But I just think this, is that even still, we can have that viewpoint, we can be distrustful of the government and all the propaganda around the clock and the mainstream news media, but then... Mm. We get, we see through it, and then we get up the next day, we get hit with it again. Like, every day we get hit with this propaganda. Every day the mainstream media news sources are telling us stuff that just is not true and is not the whole story and is incredibly misleading. And we have to, every single day, clear all that propaganda out of our minds. And it's not an easy task. You know what I mean? And it's, it's yeah, like a full-time I, I, job almost. Man, I don't know about you, but I guess maybe you're different, but I really don't listen to the news anymore because I know what it's like. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. I, if I want to I I spend, I'll listen to the news. If I want to hear a, 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 some sort of slant, that, I'll go to the news. Otherwise, I'm on the Internet, there and there, uh, trying to discern what's going on. I, I just I find our media is totally it's just an arm of the Democratic Right. Party. Mainstream and media is completely to the core rotten. But then you go to social media and the Twitter mm-hmm. and the Facebook and the Google. I mean, it is the censorship there and the banning mm-hmm. there and the amount of, frankly, disinformation you're seeing from people on the left or on the establishment and the manufactured mm-hmm. narrative control that they exert. E- even there, you have to be incredibly wary about every little single thing and, you know, use your... Use your judgment. But just in in my opinion, you know, I don't say that Trump is like this perfect candidate or anything, but he's he's the one that the establishment cannot control. He's the one that they have to make up stuff about him to get any leverage over him. And in spite of all that, and in spite of all these years, he doesn't knuckle under. He doesn't give in. He doesn't roll over. And he's putting, (laughs) frankly, America first, the American people first. But see, the ruling class, that's anathema to them. They can't deal with that. They want America last. They want the wide open border and they want trade that, you know, everything gets made out of China. They don't want tariffs on China, right? Um, Uh So it's it's, it's an interesting dynamic. And the the furious hatred they have for him is because, you know, he puts America first. They want America last because somehow it helps these people who have... uh, 
who have barnacled themselves onto the political class. It's most unfortunate, but I, I just think we're I'm, we're lucky. But when we focus on Trump's negatives, that's again that's the mainstream media talking. That's does that does that make sense? I know I, I'm with you on that, and uh, I'll tell you right now, my opinion is is what I think Trump for what he has done. He has basically show pulled the car. He's opened the curtain to show what a disgusting uh, our uh, situation we have with our government and the LG. He's shown what we have. Anyone? Yes. I feel no trust with our government. I never yes. felt that way before. Before Trump, right I on. Trust in our government. After Trump, I feel like our government is my my worst enemy. You know I, what? I, After Trump, we realize we're we're. We're not citizens. We're we're kind of prisoners, Jim. We're kind of locked up. And if if you try to break through your bars, that sometimes you can't see your bars. But then when you do, so you try to get. Oh no! Then that comes down on you. It's it's very oh, yeah. very interesting time, and a lot of the works of Solzhenitsyn and people like that, I think, are getting increasingly mm. relevant right now. And my gosh, mm. they're arresting <laughs> arresting the guy they can't control, who's beating him in the polls. Just for at face value, you know, that there's no way. Like, you know, Trump arrests Obama. Do you think that there would be a lot of time to sit around explaining that? That, well, gosh, you know, Obama must have. You think that the left has been one second thinking that Obama did something wrong or Obama was reckless and had to arrest him? Not even. Not even. Well, and that's where I would submit we should be on this stuff. Well, I agree with you, but in the end, also, you bring Obama. I think this actually is, and, and if you really look down to it, I think actually it's a lot. this is a lot of Obama in the background that we don't know about. Totally. Or that we're not seeing. Total I, I agreement. Believe, you know. Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we've kind of blown through a bit of a break, uh, but Jim, excellent conversation. Really enjoyed the chance to chat, and thanks for your your your, your bit of your personal story there as well, and we could go on that at length. Um, if you're on the phone lines, there's one line open, but if you're on the phone lines, hang on. We'll take a little break. We'll come right back. It's Matt Dunn, 303-696-1971. It's 710 KNUS. There we go. That's the George Strait version of the song, Let It Go. Those of us who have daughters of a certain age know the Let It Go song from Frozen, Elsa and Anna. Boy, did I ever listen to that song for about three years every day. Every day, three years. They were either singing it or they were playing it. <laughs> but George Strait's version is all right. George Strait's in town tonight, and when someone like George Strait comes to town, you gotta you got to play some straight on air. Anybody going over there, uh, feel free to check in if you are, and... Anybody on the way back after it's over? I guess we might be off air by then, but check in with us as Chris Stapleton, George Strait, uh, two of the two of the greats in country music. They're out there. George Strait, by the way, has had more number ones than any other recording artist, and his are all in the country genre. But he's got more number ones than the Beatles, more number ones than Elvis, more number ones because he's King George. The, the good King George. There's another King George that I'm not as big of a fan of. And let's get to the phone lines here. Uh, Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran and Annie in Centennial. Did I just hit the wrong button? Did that just go? Did I hit the wrong button? Okay. Oh, oh, oh she's coming back. Okay. And uh, and Great American, hang in there. Hang in there. Okay. We'll be right, we're right over to you, sir. 
and uh, let's let's we want to bring Annie over. Annie over. Okay, yes. Hi. Oh, sorry about that. How are what you, Annie? What was that? A tornado? <laughs> it could have been. Yeah, you never know these days. Okay, Matt, I love George Strait. I'm a ja- I used to be a jazz singer, but I would run away with George Strait five seconds. <laughs> but the reason I called is I don't think a lot of the talk show hosts realize that our country is circling the drain. If it wasn't for Trump, we never would have known how corrupt our country was. And Mm. when people tell me, um, the other day I was in a shop and it was his subject came up and the guy said, I just can't vote for him because he says mean things about people. And I said, okay, tell me about your family. If he called your wife a certain name that wasn't very flattering and he said your kids stole things and called you a Nazi, would you still have him over for dinner? And he said, hell no. And I said, you need to think about that. That's what they've been doing to him. And why are they after him so much if they aren't worried about the guy doing something good? I have never, I'm 83 years old, I have never seen this happen in politics in my whole life. They can't let him go. It's like a bad divorce for the Democrats. They yeah. just keep after him. <laughs> well, and it makes, well, Trump it does makes fight back. Feel. One thing I've been noticing um, in the 2024 campaign is it does seem like Trump is a little bit less flamboyant. He's a little bit less um, aggressive in some ways in fighting back. And so I think you're actually seeing, don't tell anybody I said this, but you, you are seeing a little bit of a softer, gentler Trump this go around. <laughs> And but, Matt, how many years have they been dinging him? I mean, I don't think a normal human being could take it. Stop and think about it. Oh, I know. If it was your wife. Oh, I, I know. His, his, they, they've I'm attacked his wife, his kids, his... Yeah, all his, of them. His, his, you know, what was he, like 10 years old when he got in the... They were attacking yes. Barron. Yes. Anyway, but what they do... you know do, what? Well, I'm going to vote for him if... if even if he doesn't run, I'm writing him in. <laughs> and anybody that doesn't stand back and look at the damn dams and how corrupt, nasty, and how much they hate them, the citizens in our country, they are loony bins because it's so obvious and it makes me so mad. This is our country, and they're trying to wreck it. Oh, That's yeah. All I got. Yeah, we're, we're living in prison. We're, we're not citizens. We are subjects at this point in American evolution. And, uh, you know, the way the mainstream media racket works and the way the establishment works is they can control the propaganda um, echo chamber and they're constantly hitting Trump below the belt, people close to him below the belt. And then he fights back and then they're like, oh, look, Trump, uh, Trump is being mean. (laughs) Yeah. And too too many consumers, the brainwashed consumers of propaganda, they think, oh, gosh, Trump is being mean. But they just hit him below the belt, you know, and you know, yep. you, you know, you understand how it works. But so it, Matt, it takes a certain level of detachment from propaganda to see through it. Matt, there's one thing. Uh, it's Shakespeare. I think it's Hamlet. I'm not sure. About dust protest too much. And when I hear people say, "Oh, you can't have him. He's bad. He's this and that," I always that that particular quote runs through my head. And I think, yeah, well, why is it? And you know something interesting? When someone calls in and says, I hate Trump, nobody bothers to say why. 
I know. you did on that other guy. And I appreciate that because it makes them stop and think instead of just blah, blah, blahing what they've heard. Annie, can I tell you this? I've had so many people call in and say, Trump lies all the time. Trump's a liar. And then I just say, can you, can you give me an example of a specific lie? And they sit there and they can't think of one. And it's just and amazing that, 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 see, that's propaganda. You are told that Trump is mean and Trump's a liar. And, and then you ask, okay, give me a specific here. And they, yeah. they don't and have keep, it. Maddie, Maddie, keep doing that because that's the only reason I listen to you. And <laughs> I'm telling you that, no, I'm not, I'm going to be dead serious. A lot of the talk shows are caving and they're just doing the same old rhetoric. That's the reason I listen to you. I listen to Randy, and I listen to Deborah. Well, but what you have to do I is don't do everybody. You, well, I do not. You have to emancipate yourself from the establishment and be able to see through propaganda. It just takes a bigger picture view of what's going on. And number one priority is saving this country, saving this middle right. class, obviously. But uh, it's uh, you know it's it's kind of you know flashbacks to 2016. A lot of the same dynamics going on, and um, Maddie. You just keep going, Maddie. You just keep going. I'm going to keep listening to you, and I'm going to keep patting you on the back. So I love you. Goodbye. Annie, you are the greatest. Thank you for checking in. Boy, howdy. I love it. And uh, Eric, Eric, great American. Thanks for checking in. How are you, sir? What's up, Bentley? (laughs) Who's Bentley? That's... You. That's well, your new nickname. Bentley. Okay, I'll, I can live with that. I don't know what it means, but it's probably something you know positive. You we're talking about that Bentley that you have in the parking oh, lot oh. when I had that story when I talked to you last week about all them Europe people are threatened to, uh, because of global warming, global climbing, or I whatever. I forgot about Remember? that. Yeah, it's, it's a minivan. No, I don't. It's a minivan, but <laughs> if you call it a Bentley, I won't object. <laughs> You know, just like you mentioned my name with the turnips. You know, I had to call him. Oh, you heard that. I was I was hoping I you were wanna, out there. I don't want to give you the nickname turnips, although I love turnips, Dr. Dunn. They're a superfood, Eric. Dunn. They're a superfood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was telling the great uh, Blake, your producer, I, you know, it's like I wanted to say over the air to Jim, you know, is that, how much is uh, Jim paying Blake? Because, you know, we all love you, Matt Dunn, because you have millions of listeners, you know, radio talk people that want to converse with you. And Jim sucks up all the air. But <laughs> well, I digress. <laughs> well, we were just having a good chat, you know. And, yeah, uh, you were. Yeah, he, no, he's an awful good Jim. guy. And we, yeah. uh, you know, it's it great. Sometimes, you know, you get a little dialogue and it's very healthy and refreshing and yeah. everyone loves it. Yeah. And I can wait for, I can hardly wait for Joe and then, you know, uh, from Arvada and Brian to call in. And, you know, that's, them are my buddies as well. They but, might be at the George Strait show. But, uh, but Eric, what's on, what's on, a, what are you thinking about okay. current events? Any, anything like rising to the top of yeah. your radar this week? Absolutely, young man. Lauren Boebert, Colorado, impeaching Joe Biden. Okay. And then Anna Paulina Luna. Lover, Florida. Censored Adam Schiff. Harriet Hageman, Wyoming. Destroyed John Durham in the committee. Mm-hmm. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene going after Mayorkas. My God, I, I adore them for uh, special ladies. 
What say you? Oh, I say <laughs> that I say that they are very impressive. They have more, um, shall we say, strength and fortitude than just about everybody else in the Congress. If if only we could have a um, hundred people like them, we might be getting somewhere and saving this country, saving this middle and class. McCarthy, I'm impressed with him because he's steadfast, and you know, with. Uh, Lauren Boebert, our girl from Colorado, because he implemented somewhere in the headlines that he's backing uh, Lauren Boebert on the impeachment. And you know what I'm really loving? That one Congress guy, he went after Biden and Kamala. Yeah. He didn't beat around the bush. Yeah. Boy. I can't I can't can't remember his name, but the great Blake. You'll find him. We just we just need more people like that. And they're 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 doing it. Right, great American, as are okay. you. So, man, uh, Lauren Boebert, we at least have have one great elected official in the state of Colorado. That's that's kind of refreshing. She <laughs> is ours, and we're going to yeah. keep her. And great American, <laughs> you stay close, sir. And, uh, yeah, Bentley here. <laughs> we'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.